This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, June 27th, 2016. Follow this podcast social media pages on Facebook at Shanice Lewis Show, on Twitter and Instagram at Shanice Show. And you can also subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music so you'll never miss an episode. Today we have a very special guest, Jen Wilder. Jen is a Los Angeles-based fashion designer and senior product developer who has designed for major brands such as Forever 21, BB, BCBG Guests, and many more. She is also the co-founder of the Plus Bus Boutique, which specializes in reselling stylish plus-size clothing. Her latest project, the Plus Size Fashion School, is a series of fashion designing workshops geared towards plus-size bodies. Let's welcome Jen to the show. Hi, Jen. Hi. (laughs) Hello. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. How are you? Good. So for those who are not familiar with you, tell us about your background in fashion and what do you do as a senior product developer? Well, I went to fashion design school, and I've been doing fashion design for about 11 years now, and um, part of the business that I've gotten into is called product development, which we do what's called private label manufacturing, and that is just a long word for I design a collection that then gets sold to major retailers and then work with the manufacturers to get those things produced for those retailers. So my line doesn't go into a store with my label in it, but it goes into stores with their labels in it. And the last time I interviewed you on this podcast was three years ago, and I don't think you were a senior product developer then. The senior, did you get a a promotion? Um, just like over the years of doing it uh, more and more, yeah, you you kind of gain um, experience and you get more control over the project. So I, I did kind of get a promotion as far as just my time spent doing the same thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So you were introduced to the plus-size community in 2012 when you launched your athletic line, Cult of California. Now, coming from a background of mainstream fashion, did you find it challenging working within the plus-size community because you had higher expectations? I wouldn't necessarily say that I had higher expectations. I have more of a passion for plus-size because I am a plus-size woman myself, and that's part of the reason I became a designer was because of the lack of options. Mm -hmm. I find the um, market is really challenging just because there is so much political stuff involved in plus-size fashion. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the new, new school of, 
plus-size fashionistas have that, you know, feminism and intersectionality woven into their fabric. And so the plus-size customer kind of demands a little bit more attention than I would say a straight-size customer does. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's just also a lack of having options for so long. We don't really know what to expect. There's so many brands for straight sizes that can be everybody can have their own style. But when you get to plus sizes, they don't break it down by style anymore. It's just plus sizes. So um, as more and more styles come out of plus size and more and more designers focus on plus size bodies, there are more opportunities for people to be pleased by the market. Do you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a process of us getting away from just thinking of plus-size women as a one glob of people and start thinking about them as individual women who have, you know, need self-expression. So uh, in the plus-size market, do you think plus-size designers have, like, extra um, jobs of having to educate the plus-size consumer about why their garment is a good quality, why is this price point? You think it's more uh, education versus the straight designers? Definitely. I mean, I I work now in a boutique, and I see women trying on clothes all day long, and it's just there's no way that one plus-size designer could have garments that fit every plus-size body because they're just so different. So... And and we're just not used to having brands available to us that we could choose, pick and choose our fit, you know. It's like if it mm-hmm. says 22, it should fit all 22. But that's just not how plus-size bodies work. Plus-size right. clothing market still needs to expand into having different fits and different body types that are the ideal for those brands. Like Seven Jeans, you go to Seven Jeans because you like the way Seven Jeans fits, Right. And and Mm -hmm. in fashion design, we always say, like, your brand is your fit. And so to conglomerate every plus-size person into just this one group kind of does a disservice. And I think that's what's now happening is, like, we're we're allowing everyone to kind of separate out into their own branding and their own fit and their own, you know, exploring different avenues of how to express the plus-size woman and not just it being, like, a big Glob of the market, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> now, do you plan to ever come out one day with another plus size clothing line, or you've moved on from that? No, I definitely. I mean, part of the reason of wanting to have my own boutique is because I want to fill it with my own clothing, and I want to. Oh you know, make my own clothing line and and have a place that I can sell it um, because that was a big uh, impediment to Cult of California is that there are no plus-size boutiques and there's no one to sell your line to. So you're thrust into that direct customer retail situation where you have to do all your own PR and all your own funding for your website and everything like that, whereas... With straight size lines, they can go to 400 different boutiques and get orders, you know. You got so it, it, it. It, it's now kind of 
uh, a vehicle to fully expressing myself and being able to, you know, buy my own line from myself and also, you know, eventually support more indie designers, support more plus size designers and buy, you know, new clothing that would be in the store along with the gently used and new clothing that we trade for. Now, your new business, you are partnering with Marcy Rivera. Now, how did you two meet and decide that you wanted to work together? Because I know both of you, and I, I thought this was kind of like an odd couple. I wouldn't I wouldn't see this coming. <laughs> it's very much an odd couple. It is very <laughs> much an odd couple. I think that's kind of why it works in a way. We're very yin and yang. I have a very free-flowing hippie kind of artistic flair to me and and right. Marcy's very business and very corporate and she knows what to say and you know she's very polished for the camera and stuff like that um we just we met actually at Full Figured Fashion Week in um 2012 I guess I would say mm-hmm. um and we just kind of hit it off and then she ended up, I asked her to go to London with me to do the plus size fashion week in London. And we, that was kind of the time. Yeah. We hung out was a 14 hour plane ride to London. So it was kind of lucky that we made it and we actually liked each other. (laughs) And (laughs) because that was literally the first time we ever hung out was like going to London and sharing a hotel room for three days. So, but yeah, she just kind of completed me. (laughs) And the first thing you two did together was um, clothing swap events. Now, how did the clothing swap events transition into the plus bus? Well, um, it actually happened at the first swap that we did. We did the swap um, as a charity event for Dress for Success. And the way that I had organized the swap was all based on points. So there was like an intricate system of like checking all the clothes in and hanging them up in their correct order of like how many points they were worth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sort of led to the monetization of the swap. And like, basically now what we do is the same kind of system that we were doing is just when you bring your clothes into the shop, we value them for the shop. And then you get 50% of that value as a store credit. Okay. So we kind of, okay. So you don't get cash, you get credit. We we offer twenty five percent cash, but most people take the credit and shop. Um, but we do definitely buy cash. Um, kind of modeled ourselves after Buffalo Exchange, so um, it's the same process. Like we come in, we look through your stuff. If we like it, we offer you you know an offer, and you can either take the credit or you can take the cash. Now, before you um, opened the doors of the boutique, you were kind of mobile, and I think you two were going to go city to city. Now, are you still planning to take it on the road, or are you going to focus on the boutique? Yeah, we um, we still plan on doing pop-ups. We still want to actually own our own bus and do the whole thing um, mobile as well as have the um, base here in L.A., 
Um, but yeah, this kind of started a year and a half ago with that first Wapaholics, uh event. And then we changed the name to the Plus Bus and we started going to the Rose Bowl um, for their right. Rose Bowl flea market. And we we did that for about nine months. And um, it was just once a month. So basically every time we did it, more and more people showed up and we got asked, you know, we went to Las Vegas to do a couple events and it just sort of like grew out of that. And then this space became available here in LA that is basically a unicorn of a space because it's really, really inexpensive for us to keep. And we can just be open more, which is great. Um, now, what size? What sizes do you carry, and what type of clothing is there? So we carry uh, twelve and up, or extra large and up. And what we say is that uh, we accept new and nearly new or gently used clothing that's in season and in style. So basically. It's summertime right now, so I am looking for cottons, I'm looking for tank tops, I'm looking for swimsuits, I'm looking for swimsuit cover-ups, I'm looking for, you know, like light, airy, gauzy things, denim shorts, like things that you would wear right now, but maybe necessarily don't fit you or, you know, something you bought it and you couldn't return it, stuff like that. I mean, a lot of the plus-size girls, have so much that then they don't want to ship back to places because it's all online. And right, so right. they end up with a closet full of, of of clothes that they can't wear. And, you know, they're all new with tags and we're kind of the only place that takes them and gives you any value for them. I mean, you can donate them to charity, but you still don't get anything out of it, you know? And so, with the plus bus at least you can turn them in and trade them out to different clothes and they eventually find a great home now what <laughs> is someone who that, loves them. what is something that someone could bring there and it will be rejected and not accepted this is totally unacceptable I mean, uh well rips tears holes stains Everything has to look new or, like, you know, gently used that you would wear it yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And then right now, like, I'm not going to accept sweaters or jackets or anything, like, that's really hot. (laughs) So it is seasonal, and it's also quality of the product. So, I mean, sometimes a vintage piece will be so beautiful, but it will have a little, um, you know, like, a snag or something like that. And I might take that just because the piece overall is so cool mm-hmm. but if you have like pills on your shirt from your underarms rubbing or you know something's really faded black it's not black anymore I'm not going to accept those probably okay now the plus bus boutique sounds like not only is a place to um you know for clothing but it's also a place for fun and for education for the plus size community. Is that how you're kind of, uh, you know, fashioning it to be? Yeah. I mean, we just want to take full, you know, um, take full advantage of the space that we have and, it's a big you know, space. make it, 
it's not even that it's a big space. It's just that we have a space, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, because we were, we were mobile for so long. It was like, you know, we didn't ever have a, a place that we could call our own. And, and I've always kind of done little things here and there. I had like fat girl yoga in my backyard to go. And I just like having a spot that's fat friendly and, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we basically decided that whatever we can do in the space that builds the plus-size community in some way is a worthwhile use of our rent and our space. So we decided that we would – go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that we um, decided that we would do the plus-size fashion school classes there as well. Right, so that was going to be my next question. So tell me about the Plus Size Fashion School and just the the basics of what, what it's about. Just because we see a need um, in the market for designers that are passionate about plus sizes, that are trained to make clothing for plus sizes, and that, you know, it's not just a designer that has plus size as an afterthought because they think the market is good, you know. So we really want to nurture the plus size community and try to inspire more people to be involved and passionate about plus size fashion and also just use my education and my experience to help other people in our community become more you know, aware of the opportunities that are in plus size fashion. So that was kind of the impetus for the classes starting. And um, now the I've gotten like my pattern makers and people that I've worked with on the board of the fashion school at, at Pasadena City College and people that I've worked with at FITM to come in and teach their things that they're expertise in. So oh, we wow. have, um, yeah, I, I have a lot of teachers. Um, my, my husband is actually a teacher at the fashion Institute and um, I've worked with them over the years doing, you know, some body positivity stuff. And I've worked with Pasadena city college on their board of directors for the fashion school um, helping oh, inspire their students. Yeah. So I kind of have like pulled a bunch of people that are really good at teaching and really good at teaching fashion in particular, but <clears throat> there's no school that specializes in plus size fashion. So we just decided that that would be our specialty, you know, and that's what we're passionate about anyway. So it just kind of worked out. <laughs> Now, there are a lot of designers that I've interviewed on this podcast that are self-taught and didn't go to school. Do you think you can tell the difference in the quality of a garment between someone who is self-taught and someone who went to school and learned the trade like you? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I I hate to say that, but it's just, it's not even so much that you can tell the, the quality, it's just there are so many rookie mistakes that you make when you're learning how to design as far as fabric choices go for the design and 
finishing techniques and stuff like that. I that's why I see there is a need for some some formal training for plus size people to become designers because I feel like it is definitely lacking. It's either right. It, there's two extremes, you know, you have the the hobbyist who's doing it at home and sewing everything and cutting everything themselves. And then you have China factory that's making everything for forever 21 and fashion to figure and lovesick and all of these people. And that, those sizes are way off. Right. And it's just, it's not uh, really representative of everybody's style. It's just very generic kind of, I mean, you can find really cute things at all three of those brands. I'm not knocking them, but the quality is lacking and, you know, there's just a lot of different things like working in the contemporary women's fashion sector as I have for so long. It's like I have a certain eye for quality and construction and finishing and stuff like that, that definitely is somewhat lacking in plus sizes. Now I saw one of the workshops that you have at the plus size fashion school is sourcing fabric. Now, why is the type of fabric you use so important as a designer? Do you think certain fabrics work better with plus-size bodies? Certain fabrics work better with certain designs. I mean, it's just the nature of, you know, taking something that's two-dimensional and putting it on a three-dimensional form. What happens to that fabric affects the design that it should be used for you're using like a crisp linen or a crispy cotton poplin you kind of want to do something structured and something that has like crisp lines on it or it's going to be it's just there are definitely wrong fabric choices for wrong designs and there are definitely wrong fabric choices for body types I guess I mean I don't want to say that plus size people can't wear certain fabrics, but they shouldn't wear them in certain ways, I guess, or they shouldn't be designed in certain (laughs) ways. If you have really cheap fabric, you kind of want to like keep it very simple and, you know, try to put some doodads on it (laughs) instead of like trying to put too much structure into some cheap fabric, you know. It just right, depends right. on what you're trying to do at the time, what fabric you should choose for sure. And I also saw that the um, people who participate uh, in your fashion school has the the opportunity to participate in a fashion show. So are you going to plan a, like a big graduation fashion show? So I just thought like, um, you know, the culmination of everything that you work on should probably you know, end up in being shown to people. So it's still kind of evolving as to what exactly will happen with all the classes. But I think that if you take, you know, 12 hours, 24 hours, 36 hours of classes to make something that you're proud of, you should have the opportunity to, if not at least take photos of it in a professional setting, then, you know, um, the alternative would be to have, a fashion, you know, like a runway show, which I would love right. to plan. So, <laughs> so 
So I put that in there the, for me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so this fashion school is taking place at the Plus Bus Boutique. Now, what, where's the Plus Bus Boutique located? What's the address? We're at 2701 West Avenue 34 in Glassell Park, California, and it's 90065 if you're Google Mapsing it. Um, it's basically on the south side of Eagle Rock right before um, downtown. So if you think of, like, where Eagle Rock is and where Dodger Stadium is, we're kind of smack dab in the middle of those two things. What freeway are you close to? We're right off the two freeway in Verdugo. Okay. Okay. And so if anybody is interested in come shop, you're open every day or what's the the hours of operation? Right right now we're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday and it's twelve to seven all of those days. And then we do take appointments. Um if we're not there for some reason we do take private appointments if you need us to come to your closet, if you have too much stuff that you don't want to haul to the store, we will make special provisions for people and, you know, help them get their stuff traded in. And what do you work with people long distance? Like what if I say, hey, I'm looking for a black dress and I can't find one anywhere. Can I call you and you ship it to me? Yeah, we do I'm asking too much. Um, <laughs> well, you're on the friends list, so you could get whatever you want, Shanice. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the VIP list. But, yeah, we do have a couple of clients that have come through for whatever reason. They were in L.A. or they were in Vegas and they saw us. And I have a client in um, Chicago that, you know, will just text me and say, hey, I have an event. I need a black dress. And then I kind of send her pictures of what I have. And she picks out a couple and we ship them. Awesome. Now, if anybody's interested in enrolling in the fashion school there, do you have a, a schedule? Like is something coming up soon that they can sign up for? We just had um, both the the trim sourcing, fabric sourcing class and um, the pattern 101 class pass. But it's okay. basically going to be on a rotating schedule. So those those two classes will also be offered again, I think probably in August or September. And it's basically four or five classes that we're going to keep offering every couple of months until we get like a following of students and see, you know, where we need to progress to after that. And so it's, I think it's a good class, not only for just, Everyday plus size women want to know about fashion, but I really think some designers need to come take your class too. I wholeheartedly agree with that for sure. If you haven't been to fashion school, you know, a $500 class where you learn exactly how to do something is going to save you, you know, three years and $80,000 at FITM. So I think it's definitely <laughs> worth it if you're in the industry and you don't have training to come and get trained by people that are really good and have been doing this for, you know, 50 years. Right. And then you have like it on a rotating basis. So someone could even fly in to take the classes and everything. So you for sure doing them ongoing. And well, we also, is- you know, plan on, we want to, 
film everything and get them online so that you don't have to be in LA to take them. But that's going to be, you know, another process. At some point they will be, you know, classes that you can take online, um, seminars that you can listen to or dial into online. Well, that's exciting. Well, congratulations on everything. I'm definitely going to come to the store the next time I'm in LA and, you know, just continue success. I know, I know. I wish it was cheaper <laughs> to just fly back and forth, but it's not. I know, I know. Well, thank um, you so much what, for having me. You're always such a great supporter of everything I do, and I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And before you go, what's the official website? The plus dash bus at dot com. Say it one more time. The plus dash bus dot com. Okay. Well, thanks again for being on the show, and I'll be keeping up with everything you girls have going on. Thanks, Janice. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you to my fabulous guest this evening, Jenna Wilder, make sure you go and visit her and Marcy at the Plus Buzz Boutique. And if you haven't already, don't forget to like our podcast fan page on Facebook.com slash Shanice Lewis Show. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.